Welcome to the Linked Up Church Podcast. We are passionate about connecting people to God, family, purpose, and community. Today, Pastor Joel Gregory starts a brand new series entitled The Gift That Keeps On Giving. Let's go into the worship center and hear what God has for us today. Today, we're going to begin a three-week series entitled The Gift That Keeps On Giving. And I just want to say it is the most wonderful time of the year. It really and truly is. That's just not a cliche. It truly is the most wonderful time of the year. Let's read our foundation text in Isaiah chapter 9, and we're going to read verse 6 out of the New King James Version. And it reads this way, Isaiah 9, 6, New King James Version. It says, for unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful. That word wonderful means marvelous. Counselor means he's our advisor, and he gives counsel. I mean, we should run to him before we run to anyone else. Says mighty God, that means he has strength, power, and he is strong. I mean, he can get done for you anything you need him to get done in your life. And he can do it with his power and his strength. And then I love this. He is the everlasting father. He is eternal and without end. And then it also describes him as the prince of peace. Those are actually two different Hebrew words there. And the word prince means he's the head person, the captain, the master, and the steward. How many know if Jesus is the head of your life, you will not get lost I mean, you'll reach your destination if he is the head of your life. So prince means head person, captain, master, or steward. Well, what is he the master or steward over? Our peace. That word peace there means shalom. It means our safety, our welfare, our health, our prosperity, our favor, and our rest. So how many know if he's the captain and master over it, if you allow him to be, no one should ever be able to take your peace from you. Not a situation, not a circumstance, because he is actually the master over it, okay? And so if we will allow him to do what God sent him to do, you can have peace regardless of what life throws at you because you know your master and the steward of it is still in control. Somebody all thank God for that wonderful gift of Jesus. Now, Isaiah is writing 700 years before the birth of Christ. So this is prophecy, or as others would say, it is prophetic. So Isaiah is prophesying that a child would be born, but he's also saying that a son would be given. So by stating the prophecy in this way, Isaiah revealed the unique duality of the boy that was born. So in Bible school, we learned it this way, and there was a term used called the hypostatic union, that Jesus was both 100% man, but he was also 100% God. I actually like the duality of the person a little better because it's more layman's terms, and we can understand that. So let's look at that and understand that a little bit more. For to us a child is born... To us, a son is given. In the Hebrew language, the term child speaks of a human birth. But on the other hand, the word son can be seen as speaking of a relationship with a father or to the father. So as a child, Jesus was born to a human mother. But as a son, Jesus was linked to a divine father. Are you all still following me out there? 
All right, let's look at that a little bit more, and all of this will go up on the screen. A child is born speaks to Jesus' humanity. A son is given speaks to his divinity. A child is born speaks, that speaks of his impotence or his weaknesses. How many know he had the same challenges that we all experience in life? He went through everything that we went through. But it also, a son is given, speaks to his omnipotence, means his unlimited authority and power. A child is born, that speaks to the fact that he's terrestrial or a human being. A son is given, speaks of the celestial, which is a spiritual being. A child is born, speaks to the fact that he is earthly or from the earth. A son is given, speaks that he is heavenly or from heaven. A child is born speaks to the son of man, but a son is given speaks to the son of God. So Isaiah caught the duality of Jesus' nature in the profound words he used to describe the marvelous gift that was given. So Jesus had a earthly mother, but he had no earthly father. I mean, you know, Joseph might, have, Joseph might have something else to say about that, feeding him for all those years and cleaning up after him. But in reality, he had an earthly mother, but no earthly father. Jesus had a heavenly father, watch this, a heavenly father, but no heavenly mother. So really, he is the most special child ever born. He is the gift of God to you and to me. So Christmas is more than just a special feeling in the air. It's more than goodwill and love among people. Christmas is special because God entered into human flesh to become the greatest gift the world has or ever will experience. And I just want to take 10 seconds right now to thank God for the greatest gift this world has ever experienced. Come on, don't you not open up your mouth right there. Come on, don't you not open up your mouth right there. Come on, thank God for the greatest gift this world has ever experienced. I like to call Jesus the gift that keeps on giving. That's what we're going to look at over the next several weeks. I want us to see why we can rightly make such a claim about the son that was given. So I'm going to do one point each week, but today's one point will have three sub points up underneath it. Today, let's talk about we all need this gift. See, a lot of you all are telling people what you need and what you want for Christmas. I'm telling you what you need for Christmas. What's his name? Someone will ask you the question this year, what do you want for Christmas? More of Jesus. And some more of whatever else. But the first thing you need is Jesus. Go with me to James chapter 1, verses 16 through 18, and I'll be reading out of the Message Bible. James 1, 16 through 18, out of the Message Bible. We all need this gift. So my dear, my very dear friends, don't get thrown off course 
Every desirable and beneficial gift comes out of where? The King James and New King James Version says every good and perfect gift comes down from heaven. Now, you know, there's only one perfect gift, and it's a person, and his name is Jesus. How many know he came from heaven? Message Bible goes on to read, the gifts are rivers of light cascading down from the Father of light. There is nothing deceitful in God, nothing two-faced, nothing fickle. He brought us to life using the true word, showing us off as the crown of all of his creations. I love the fact that the Message Bible says there's nothing deceitful and nothing two-faced and nothing fickle about God. Has anybody ever promised you a gift for Christmas and you're still waiting on it? Come on, can we have a little fun today? <laughs> anybody ever been told that you would get something for Christmas and it just never came? Raise your hand if you've had that experience. Aren't you glad God is not that way? God is not fickle. Come on, he's not two-faced. Come on, he is not deceitful at all. If God says he's giving you something, how I many know oh, you can take it to the bank that it is yours? Let's look at Romans chapter 6, verse 23 out of the Amplified Bible. Romans 6, 23, Amplified reads this way. It says, for the wages or the payment for sin is death. But the free gift of God that is, his remarkable, overwhelming gift of grace to believers is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. How many of y'all have received that gift right there? Raise your hand online. Put your hand up. Hit, put the hand up online if you received that gift. Raise your hand. Has that gift continued to give to you ever since the day you received it? I mean, I'm asking a real question right now. I'm talking about from the day, did you have to wait till the next Christmas for that gift to be a blessing to you? Do you realize every day that you wake up and you open your eyes and there is breath in your lungs? Come on, somebody. That gift has been good to you. If you are in this building or in your home and not in a hospital somewhere, come on, you're not on a ventilator. Come on, you are not on some kind of self-assisted machine. You ought to open up your mouth and thank God for the greatest gift you have ever received. And sometimes we take for granted in the little things that God is being good to us every single day of our lives. Every time you get in your car and make it to your destination, God has been good to you. Every time you get on a plane and you land at your destination, God has been good to you. Come on, somebody. Don't ever mistake the fact that God is watching over you and keeping you supernaturally 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10, out of the Amplified, read this way. It says, for it is by grace... A lot of people think it's by faith that you're saved. It's not by faith that you're saved. It's by grace that you're saved, right? If it was by faith, then it's something you did. If it's by grace, then it's something he did, and we responded to it with our faith. Big difference in that. For it is by grace, God's remarkable compassion and favor that draw, drawing you to Christ that you have been saved 
actually delivered from judgment and given eternal life. What a gift that is. Through faith. And the salvation is not of yourselves, not through your own effort, but it is the undeserved, as we sang today, gracious gift of God. Yeah. No shadow he won't light up, mountain he won't climb up, coming after me. No wall he won't kick down, lie he won't tear down coming after me. You got to put that in there. Me. Come on, somebody ought to thank God for the love of God today. Man. Not as a result of your own works, right? So that you won't be able to boast or take credit in any way for his salvation. For we are his workmanship, his own master work, a work of art. If you don't know that about yourself, then let me remind you, you are a masterpiece and you are a work of art. Come on, single people. How I many know everyone doesn't like the same art? Everyone doesn't like the same art. But somebody is going to see your work of art and say, that is a masterpiece right there. And you got to have that about yourself and that confidence about yourself that God did not make any mistakes when he made you, but he made you perfectly. He made you beautifully. Come on. He made you marvelous, marvelously. And there's somebody out there that's going to see you and say, that right there is a work of art. Recreated, recreated in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, Renewed and ready to be used for what? Good works. Which God prepared for us beforehand, taking paths which he set, so that we would walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. Folks, I came to tell somebody today that there's so much good in your future. I'm telling you, the pandemic, pandemic set us up for one of the greatest comebacks ever in the history of this earth. And there's so much good in your future, but the key to that is to stay on the path that he designed for you. Somebody would say, well, what is that path? It's called the Word of God. If you want to know what the will of God is, then find out what the Word of God says about your situation. And it's going to take you down a path to all the good things that God already prearranged for you. Pre means it's already on the path. And once you start heading in the right direction, you just start picking up beautiful gifts along the way. Somebody say, God's got a good future for me. Say, God has a really good future for me. Do you all believe that today? I mean, do you really believe God has a really good future for you? Then stay on that path. Every Christmas, we receive gifts that we do not need and gifts we will never use. Every year, 
This one is about 20 years old. Every year I get ties. From 30 years ago, the style. How many know I'm thankful for it? But they would have did better off just giving me the $5. Some of you all are afraid to just be honest. Some of you all receive gifts and you say, now they could have kept their money on that one right there. I'm just willing to be honest. I have an auntie and I love her. Praise God. I know she watches the service. And my wife can, can verify this. My auntie, now you all can look at me and tell I don't need a brush. Watch this, or a comb. But I would open up my gift from my aunt annually. So I think in her mind, I was just cutting it this way just to be cutting it this way. And then at some point, I was going to get back to brushing and combing my hair. But how many know I didn't need a brush or a comb for Christmas? Anybody in here know what I'm talking about? Now, let me give you all some, some information here. There was a report issued by the Consumer, Consumers Council which stated that people place a great deal more value on the things they give people than they place on the gifts that they receive. In fact, the council estimated that Americans spend $1 billion annually on Christmas gifts that people do not want or need. I mean, that's a lot of money to spend. Just this past 2021, just this past from Thanksgiving or Good Friday to Cyber Monday, on, Good, or on Black Friday, I'm sorry, Americans spent $8.9 billion. On Cyber Monday, they spent $10.7 billion. Now, if that information is true, a lot of that was spent on stuff people will never use. So, obviously, over the course of our lives, we've all received gifts that we don't need. Probably, you know, sometimes we'll get gifts that we need but didn't realize we need in the moment that they were given to us. An example of that, when my kids were young, I have an uncle. Now, at how were they, seven, eight, I would imagine, five, six, somewhere in there, younger than that, three, four, five years old. I have an uncle. Now, you can imagine kids, right? They want toys at that age. And so what my uncle would give my kids were savings bonds. So could you imagine a kid opening up an envelope thinking there's cash in there? And it's a savings bond. Man, they would fly that envelope. Of course, you got to teach them, right? Boy, go get that envelope. Thank you. Go over there and thank your uncle. How many of you have to make your kids? <laughs> Don't leave me out here by myself. How many of you have to make your kids go thank one of the relatives for, for a gift? Now, you go over there and thank them for that right there. Well, my kids at that age didn't understand. How many of you know those savings bonds are way, worth way more today than they were when they received them? I can remember my cousin. I was about the age of 15 or 16. And my cousin, I was looking for how to shave. You know, how many men have been there once you start growing facial hair? You want to learn how to shave, right? 
And so back then, uh, anybody ever heard of something called black magic? Yeah. Tear your face up, boy. Just burn, just burn your whole face up. Everybody I saw that wore that just had a permanent burn. But I didn't know any better, right? I'm 15, 16, no father there to tell me these things. So I go by that, and my cousin saved the day. And for my 16th birthday, or Christmas, rather, Christmas, he gave me a Norelco. Now, watch this. At the time, now how many know a 15, 60-year-old doesn't want a Norelco for Christmas? Now, at the time, I didn't know how invaluable that Norelco would be. And so I started shaving with that Norelco. And, you know, back then, I didn't want shaving bumps. And to this day, folks, I have never had shaving bumps because my cousin introduced me to the Norelco, not knowing later on in life I could just take that Norelco and just keep going. So that was a gift, right, that I received, but I didn't know I needed it. So when God sent his son into the world, he gave us a gift that we desperately needed. Many people have not received this gift because they don't know that they really need it. That doesn't change the reality of the situation. God looked down on a world that was stained with sin, bound for eternal judgment, and then gave us the best heaven had to give. Amen. So if you're watching online or you're sitting in this room, I wouldn't go another Christmas without receiving the gift that you actually need the most, whether you realize it or not. Now, how I many you know some people receive a gift that they know they need, but they don't take advantage of all the benefits of it? So let's talk about some of the gifts that just keep on giving. We all needed this gift. Letter A, we all need what's called the gift of love. We all need the gift of love. Many of us come from different backgrounds, and how I many you know all of us haven't received the right kind of love all of our lives growing up. How many of y'all can attest to that, right? A lot of us haven't. We just haven't. But we really can receive it from God himself in the person of Jesus. John 3, 16 and 17, the Amplified Classic says, For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave up his only begotten unique son, so that whoever believes in, trusts in, clings to, and relies on him shall not perish, come to destruction, be lost, but have eternal, everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world in order to judge, to reject, or to condemn, or to pass a sentence on the world, but that the world might find salvation and be made safe and sound, through him. What a great way to love us. The Message Bible reads it this way. This is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his, his one and only son. Now, when I read that, I really have to slow down. God loved 
the world. How many know we were sinners before we became saved? And so this can teach us a lot about love. So often it's easy to love people that are lovable, that think the way we think, agree with what we agree with, right? Go to church like we grow, go to church. But you know, really the one that needs to see a different kind of love is the one that's not saved. And the one that doesn't think like you think and believe the way that you believe. So, so think about that. God loved the world so much that he gave his son. So sometimes the best way to win someone is figuring out what their greatest need is and meeting it. Think about that for a moment. While we were at our worst, God was sending us his best. We have a tendency to condemn and judge people when they're at their worst. What I mean by that? You wouldn't be in that situation if you... Sometimes we need to look behind that, beyond that and pray and ask God, what, what is their greatest need? And then see if you can kind of act like God in that moment and meet that need. Now you've shown them the same kind of love that God has shown you. I mean, we love him because he first loved us. See how this works? Message Bible goes on to read, this is why, so that no one need to be destroyed by believing in him. Anyone can have a whole and lasting life. God didn't go to all that trouble of sending his son merely to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. See, that's how we do a lot. He came to help, to put the world right again. Anyone who trusts in him is acquitted. Anyone who refuses to trust, not guilty. Anyone who refuses to trust him has long since been under the death sentence without knowing it. And why? Because of that person's failure to believe in the one-of-a-kind son of God when introduced to him. So you notice in that moment, it is a choice. So a person is making a decision whether they make one or not. Right? So when I don't respond, how I many you know I've chosen to reject? Yeah. I wrote this down because it just, I don't know, it touched my heart in so many ways. People give the most expensive gifts to the people they love the most. Would you all agree that that's an accurate statement? It's probably nothing I wouldn't if it's within my possession that I would not buy or do for my wife or my children. God must have loved you so very much to send his only begotten son into human form to live, suffer, and to die in your place. I just want that to resonate for a moment. I have one son, and believe it or not, I'll actually die for him, but I'm not giving him in death for people who don't care anything about him. I'm just trying to help this sink in a little bit today. Now, I'll fight for him, and I'll get in the way and, and try to save him, but I'm not giving him to somebody 
that I know doesn't care anything about me. Just to demonstrate to them how much I love them. My human mind can't wrap around that. I'm just, can I just be honest for a moment? In the natural, I just can't get nothing around that. I just can't. I still can't work myself to that place where I can understand that in my humanness, in, in the natural. But to know that God was willing to do that for me, I know we've already done it a couple of times. But somebody ought to lift their hands one more time. <laughs> that is just awesome to comprehend to me. And I love the way the Message Bible ends that because that person's failure to believe in the one-of-a-kind Son of God when introduced to him. Folks, I want you to think about it. You only get one shot at this life. I know it's a sobering thought, but if you get the chance to receive this gift, don't ever turn it down. Value it and live the way you know the gift would want you to live. We all needed the gift of life, light, letter B. We all needed the gift of light. How I many of y'all can look back over your life and say, boy, I was an accident waiting to happen. But God. Come on, raise your hand if you can just look back over the course of your life and say, I was stupid at a whole nother level of stupidity. Anybody? Come on, don't sit there like that. Raise that hand. Anybody here know what I'm talking about? Boy, listen. I needed the gift of light. John 8, 12 says, Then Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And those who embrace me, I love this, passing translation, will experience life-giving light. This is a powerful statement. And they will never walk in darkness. See, the Bible says that the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. How I many know when I get Jesus, who is the word of God, right? The word was made flesh and dwelt among us, right? John chapter 1. Then how I many know every time I walk in the light of the word of God, it lights up my pathway. And the scripture says here, I'll never walk in darkness. So if you find yourself in darkness, shine a little light on it. And the light will expose the darkness, right, and eventually drive it out. First John chapter 1, 5 through 7 says, This is the life-giving message, Passion Translation shares. We heard him share, and it's still ringing in our ears. We now repeat it. Why is John saying that that way? John is saying it that way because he was an eyewitness. He actually heard the message from Jesus himself. So this is the life-giving message we actually heard for ourselves. And now we share it, uh, and it's still ringing in our ears. So now we repeat his words to you. God is pure light. You will never find even a trace of darkness in him. If we claim that we share life with him, but keep walking in the realm of darkness... We're fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. You all see that, right? So I can remember when I first gave my life to Christ, single people. How I many know keeping yourself is not easy? 
Don't sit there and look at me like that. I will jump off the stage. Raise your hand if you're not married right now. Oh, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Your flesh will wake you up in the morning and say to you, we're not born again. We, we, didn't, we didn't sign up for that. And so, growing up the way I grew up where, you know, sleeping with someone you're not married to is celebrated. You know, I, I grew up this way, 12, 13. Are you a man yet? You're a man yet? 12. You're 12 years old. Are you a man yet? I mean, you know what my uncles and cousins of them are talking about, have you gotten any yet? The age of 16, my father buys an apartment, right? So that him, my brother, and myself could always have somewhere to go to. So you don't have to go to a hotel. Just bring them out here. But if you see this door closed, don't, don't, don't mess with that door. So I grew up thinking something that is horribly wrong is actually right. Because I had no light. Talking to somebody sitting right here in this room right now and online. Only reason I was doing that was because I didn't know how detrimental it was to my, not just my spiritual health, but my physical health and, and my self-esteem. So I give my life to Christ at the age of 22. One of the first verses I learned is 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 18, 18 through 20. And it says, flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without his body. But he that commits fornication sinneth against his own body. What know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, which you have of God? For you are not your own, for you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God with your body and your spirit, which are God's. It's amazing. I still know that to this day because once that light shined on that dark area of my life, because but prior to that, I mean, I didn't turn down nothing. Somebody in here know what I'm talking about. I didn't turn down nothing but my collar. Hello, somebody. I turned down nothing. Keep me up late at night. Come on, somebody. Wake me up early in the morning. Come on, have me staying out later than I want to stay, paying more than I want to pay. Come on, somebody. But when the light of that word shined on that, and I realized I was better than that, and that my value was that of the price of blood. Come on, somebody. That somebody loved me enough to shed blood, the least I could do was glorify God with what he graced me with. And I can remember repenting on that day and then committing to God that the next person I would sleep with would be my wife on our wedding night. And folks, I just want to help somebody today. The word of God is so powerful. It was eight years later, and the next person I slept with was my wife on our wedding night. I'm just trying to help somebody in here understand because the world, if you're on TikTok and you're on Instagram and you're spending all your time just watching videos all day long, you are going to struggle. 
Why am I so lustful all the time? Is this helping anybody today? I said, is this helping anybody today? And how many know that's not just true for single people? That's true for married people too. Once that light shines on whatever area of your life that you're experiencing darkness, it has the ability and the power within itself to drive that darkness far away from you if you will allow it. Why did it get so quiet in here on that, that one right there? Hmm? I just like to encourage people. How many know it's important to hear that coming from a man? Th that actually didn't make me less of a man. That actually made me more of a man. That, that's what real men do. Come on, I said that's what real men do. I, I, I hear all the ladies... I don't, hear no, I don't hear no bass in here right now, but that's what real men do. When they truly love you, they will respect you at that level. Now, if you all don't say amen or get excited, I'm going to stay on that point for the rest of the message. So notice what it says here. If we claim that we share life with him, but keep walking in the realm of darkness, we're fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we keep living in the pure light that surrounds him, we share unbroken fellowship with one another. And here's the real gift here. And the blood of Jesus, his son, continually cleanses us from all sin. And you know why the blood needs to continually cleanse us from all sin? Because we continually miss it, right? But if we just keep walking in the light that we know, come on, somebody. Jesus built something in there that says, my blood will continually keep forgiving you as long as you keep walking in the light. I'm not talking about the one that's saying, I know he'll forgive me, so I'm going to keep doing this. I'm talking about the one that's trying to grow out of and continue to walk in greater light than they previously knew. I mean, he built something in there called the blood that will continually cleanse you. Somebody ought to thank God for that. Come on, somebody ought to thank God for that right there. Because I don't know about you, I missed it yesterday. I'm sure I missed it on last week. Come on, somebody. I'm sure I missed it last night. Come on, somebody. I always need that blood to keep working in my life. And so God knows that we're growing up. God knows that we're not where we need to be. But we need to thank God that we're not where we were and we're growing every single day. Just keep walking in the light that you know. And that blood is there to make up the rest. Last point for today. We need what's called the gift of life. John chapter 10, verse 10 out of the Passion Translation says, A thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect 
life in its fullness until you overflow. We all need the gift of life. For 33 years, I've been watching God give me everything in abundance to the full until it overflows. You know what the overflow is for? It's not for you. The overflow is because God wants people to see how good he's been to you and then let that flow out of you. Come on, somebody. So that now you can demonstrate the same love that he's shown you to somebody else. What a gift that keeps on giving. 1 John chapter 5, 11 and 12 says out of the Passion Translation, this is the true testimony that God has given us eternal life. And this life has its source in his son. Whoever has the son has eternal life. Whoever does not have the son does not possess eternal life. I think it's real clear, isn't it? So I'll stand to our feet. We'll pick up with point two on next week. So Jesus came to give us eternal life. He came to provide victory over sin, hell, death, and the grave. Linked up church, watching online or in the room, the gift of Bethlehem is the gift that we all definitely need. Now, what I want you to do right where you're standing, if you're watching online, if you can stand wherever you are right now, I want you to just begin to think about what that gift has meant to you. And I just want you to lift your hands and begin to worship the Father and thank Him for what that gift has meant for you personally in your life. Father, I just thank you today. That gift has enlightened me and shown me that purity is the best way. Holiness is the best way. One woman forever is the best way. Being a father to my children is the best way. Honoring you with my finances. Thank you for shining a light in that area in my life, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you for healing. Thank you for health. Thank you for just keeping me for 33 years, Father. Thank you for not a day in the hospital. Thank you for that, Father. Thank you for keeping me during the pandemic. Thank you, your gift of Jesus has just continually done so much for me in my life. I'm overwhelmed, and I'm thankful today. Help me to honor that and treat that right for the rest of my life and all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. Praise God. I trust that this message has touched your heart today. Listen, we don't claim to have all the answers, but we do know one answer and his name is Jesus Christ. So if you don't have a personal relationship with him today, we wanna invite you to do so. Or maybe you had one with him, but you've just gotten away and you're desiring to come back to Christ today. I wanna lead you in a simple prayer today. If you would, repeat this after me. Put your hand over your heart and say these words. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died, rose from the grave, and he is alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. As a result of what I've confessed with my mouth and what I believe in my heart, 
I am right now born again and in right standing with God. In Jesus' name, praise God. We are so excited for you. We believe that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Congratulations. We are so excited that you made the decision to get connected to God. Thank you for listening today. If this message encouraged or inspired you in any way, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit linkedupchurch.com or download the Linked Up Church app. You can also watch live services, watch past messages, and see our dynamic content for children, youth, and teens on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Linked Up Church. And if you would like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at linkedupchurch.com or text Get Connected to 833-988-2009. Thanks again for listening. Have an amazing week, and we look forward to connecting with you.